0: Chapter Four. Artemis assured us that dawn was coming, but you could have fooled me. It was colder and darker and snowier than ever. Up on the hill, Westover Hall's windows were completely lightless. I wondered if the teachers had ever even noticed the D'Angelos and Doctor Thorne were missing yet. I didn't want to be around when they did. With my luck, the only name Mrs. Gottschalk would remember was Percy Jackson, and then. I'd be the subject of a nationwide manhunt again. The hunters broke camp as quickly as they'd set it up. I stood shivering in the snow. Unlike the hunters, who didn't seem to feel at all uncomfortable. And Artemis stared into the east like she was expecting something. Bianca sat off to one side, talking to Nico. I could tell from his gloomy face that she was explaining her decision to join the hunt. Couldn't help thinking how selfish it was of her, abandoning her brother like that. Talia and Grover came up and huddled around me, anxious to hear what had happened in my audience with the goddess. When I told them, Grover turned pale. The last time the hunters visited camp, it didn't go well. How'd they even show up here? I mean, they just appeared out of nowhere. And Bianca joined them. "'Talia said, disgusted. "'It's all Zoe's fault. That's stuck-up no good. "'Who can blame her?' Grover said. E- "'Eternity with Artemis?' <laughs> Ugh. "'Talia rolled her eyes. "'Ugh, you satyrs. "'You're all in love with Artemis. "'Don't you get that she'll never love you back?' "'Oh, but she's so into nature.' Grover swooned. "'You're nuts!' Talia said. "'Nuts and berries? Yeah,' Grover said dreamily. Finally, the sky began to lighten. Artemis muttered, "'About time. He's so lazy during the winter.' "'You're, um, waiting for sunrise?' "'For my brother, yes.' "'I didn't want to be rude.' I mean, I knew the legends about Apollo, or sometimes Helios, driving a big sun chariot across the sky. But I also knew that the sun was really a star about a zillion miles away. I'd gotten used to some of the Greek myths being true, but still, I didn't see how Apollo could drive the sun. It's not exactly as you think, Artemis said like she was reading my mind. Oh, uh, okay... I started to relax so it's not like he'll be pulling up in a whoa there's a sudden burst of light on the horizon a blast of warmth don't look artemis advised not until he parks parks i averted my eyes and saw that the other kids were doing the same the light and warmth intensified until my winter coat felt like it was melting off of me then suddenly the light died I looked, and I couldn't believe it. It was my car. Well, the one car I wanted, anyway. A red convertible Maserati Spider. It was so awesome, it glowed. Then I realized it was glowing because the metal was really hot. The snow had melted around the Maserati in a perfect circle, which explained why I was now standing on green grass and my shoes were wet. The driver got out smiling looked about 17 or 18 and for a second uh, I had an uneasy feeling it was Luke my old enemy oh this guy had the same sandy hair and outdoorsy good looks but it wasn't Luke this guy was taller with no scar on his face like Luke's his smile was brighter and more playful. Luke didn't do much more than scowl and sneer these days the Maserati driver wore jeans and loafers and a sleeveless t-shirt Whoa, Talia muttered. Apollo is so hot. He's the sun god, I said. That's not what I meant. "Yay, hey, little sister, Apollo called. If his teeth were any wider he would have blinded us without the sun car. What up? You never call. You never write. I was getting worried. Artemis sighed. I'm fine, Apollo, and I'm not your little sister. Hey, I was born first. We were twins. How many millennia do we have to argue? So, what's up? He interrupted. Got the girls with the IC. You all need some tips on archery. Artemis gritted her teeth. I need a favor. I have some hunting to do alone need you to take my companions to Camp Half-Blood. <laughs> yeah, sure, sis. Then he raised his hands in a stop-everything gesture. Wait, wait. I feel a haiku coming on. The hunters all groaned. Apparently they'd met Apollo before. He cleared his throat and held up one hand dramatically. <clears throat> Green grass breaks through snow. Artemis, please for my help. <laughs> I am so cool. He grinned at us, waiting for applause. That last line was only four syllables. Artemis said. Apollo frowned. Was it? Yes. What about? I am so big-headed. Uh, nah, nah. That's that's six syllables. Uh, hmm. He started muttering to himself. Zoe Nightshade turned to us. Lord Apollo has been going through this haiku phase ever since he visited Japan. Tis not as bad as the time he visited Limerick. If I'd had to hear one more poem that started with there once was a goddess from Sparta. No, 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 I got it, I got it, Apollo announced. I am so awesome. That's five syllables. He bowed, looking very pleased with himself. And now, sis... "'Transportation for the hunters, you say?' "'Ah, good timing. I was just about ready to roll.' "'These demigods will also need a ride,' Artemis said, pointing to us. "'Some of Chiron's campers.' "'No problem.' "'Apollo checked us out. Let's see. you, uh, Talia, right? <laughs> I've heard all about you.' "'Talia blushed. "'Hi, Lord Apollo. Zeus's girl, yeah? Makes you my half-sister.' It used to be a tree, didn't you? Glad you're back. Oh, I hate it when pretty girls turn into trees. Man, I remember this one time. Brother, Artemis said, You should get going. All oh, right. Then he looked at me and his eyes narrowed. Percy Jackson? Yeah, uh, I, mm, I mean, yes, sir. It was weird calling a teenager, sir, but I'd learned to be careful with immortals. They tended to get offended easily. Then they blew stuff up. Apollo studied me, but he didn't say anything, which I found a little creepy. Well, he said at last, we'd better load up, huh? A ride only goes one way, west. And if you miss it, you miss it. I looked at the Maserati, which would seat two people max, There were about 20 of us. Cool car, Nico said. Thanks, kid, Apollo said. But how do we all fit? Oh. Apollo seemed to notice the problem for the first time. Who will ya? I hate to change out of sports car mode, but I suppose. He took out his car keys and beeped the security alarm button. Chirp, chirp. For a moment, the car glowed brightly again. When the glare died, the Maserati had been replaced by one of those turtle-top shuttle buses like we use for school basketball games. Right. Everybody in. Zoe ordered the hunters to start loading. She picked up her campy bag, and Apollo said, Here, sweetheart, let me get that. Zoe recoiled. Her eyes flashed murderously. Brother... Artemis chided. You do not help my hunters. You do not look at, talk to, or flirt with my hunters, and you do not call them sweetheart. Apollo spread his hands. Sorry, I forgot. Hey sis, where are you off to anyway? Hunting, Artemis said. It's none of your business. (laughs) I'll find out. I see all, know all. Artemis snorted. "'Just drop them off, Apollo, and no messing around!' "'No, no, I never mess around!' Artemis rolled her eyes and looked at us. "'I will see you by winter solstice. Zoe, you are in charge of the hunters. Do well.' "'Do as I would do.' Zoe straightened. "'Yes, my lady.' Artemis knelt and touched the ground as if looking for tracks. When she rose, she looked troubled. "'So much danger!' "'The beast must be found!' "'She sprinted towards the woods "'and melted into snow and shadows. "'Apollo turned and grinned, "'jangling the car keys on his finger. "'So, who wants to drive?' "'The hunters piled into the van. "'They all crammed into the back "'so that they'd be as far away as possible "'from Apollo and the rest of us "'highly infectious males. "'Bianca sat with them, "'leaving her little brother "'to hang in the front with us.' Which seemed cool to me, but Nico didn't seem to mind. This is so cool Nico said, jumping up and down in the driver's seat. Is this really the sun? I thought Helios and Selene were the sun and moon gods. How come Ar sometimes it's them and sometimes it's you and Artemis? Downsizing, Paula said. The Romans started it. They couldn't afford all the temple sacrifices, so they laid off Helios and Selene and folded their duties into our job descriptions. My sis got the moon, I got the sun. It was pretty annoying at first, but at least I got this cool car. But how does it work? Nico asked. I thought the sun was a big fiery ball of gas. Apollo chuckled and ruffled, ruffled Nico's hair. That rumor got started because Artemis used to call me a big fiery ball of gas. Seriously, kid, it depends on whether you're talking astronomy or philosophy. You want to talk astronomy? What's the fun in that? You want to talk about humans? Think about the sun. Now that's more interesting. They got a lot riding on the sun, so to speak. It keeps them warm, grows the crops, powers engines, makes everything look, well, sunnier. (laughs) Uh, This chariot is built out of human dreams about the sun, kid. It's as old as Western civilization. Every day, it drives across the sky from east to west, lighting up all those puny little mortal lives. The chariot is a manifestation of the sun's power, the way mortals perceive it. Makes sense. Niko shook his head. No. Well then, just think of it as a really powerful, really dangerous solar car. Can I drive? No. Too young. Oh, oh, oh! Grover raised his hand. No, Paulo said. Too furry. He looked past me and focused on Talia. Daughter of Zeus! Lord of the Sky! Perfect. Oh no. Talia shook her head. No thanks. Come on. How old are you? Talia hesitated. I don't know. It was sad, but true. She'd been turned into a tree when she was 12, but that had been seven years ago. So she would be 19 if you went by years, but she still felt like she was 12, and if you looked at her, she seemed somewhere in between. The best Chiron could figure, she had kept aging while in tree form, but much more slowly. Paulo tapped his fingers to his lips. Hmm, you're 15, almost 16. How do you know that? Hey, I'm the god of prophecy. I know stuff. He'll turn 16 in about a week. Oh, that's my birthday, December 22nd. Which means you're old enough to drive with a learner's permit. Talia shifted in her feet nervously. Uh, I know what you're gonna say. You don't deserve an honor like driving the sun chariot. That's not what I was gonna say. Well, don't sweat it. Maine to Long Island is a really short trip and don't worry about what happened to the last kid I trained. You're Zeus's daughter. He's not gonna blast you out of the sky. Apollo laughed good-naturedly. The rest of us didn't join him. Talia tried to protest, but Paula was absolutely not going to take no for an answer. He hit a button on the dashboard and a sign popped up at the top of the windshield. I had to read it backwards, which for dyslexic really isn't that different from reading forward. I was pretty sure it said, Warning, student driver. Take it away, Apollo told Talia. You're going to be a natural. I'll admit. I was jealous. I couldn't wait to start driving. A couple of times that fall, my mom had taken me out to Montauk when the beach road was empty and she'd let me drive out on her Mazda. I mean, yeah, that was a Japanese compact and this was the sun chariot, but how different could it be? Speed equals heat, Apollo advised. So start slow and make sure you got good altitude before you really open her up. Talia gripped the wheel so tight her knuckles turned white. She looked like she was going to be sick. "'What's wrong?' I asked her. "'Nothing,' she said shakily. "'Nothing, nothing's wrong.' She pulled back on the wheel. It tilted, and the bus lurched upward so fast I fell back and crashed against something soft. "'Ow,' Grover said. "'Sorry.' "'Dude slower,' Apollo said. "'Sorry?' Talia said, I- I've got it under control. I managed to get to my feet. Looking out the window, I saw a smoking ring of trees from the clearing where it would be taken off. <clears throat> uh, Talia, lighten up on the accelerator. I've got it, Percy, she said, gritting her teeth, but she kept it floored. Loosen up, I told her. I am loose. She was so stiff, she looked like she was made out of plywood. Uh, we need to veer south to Long Island. Hang a left, Apollo said. Talia jerked the wheel and again threw me into Grover, who yelped. Uh, the other left, Apollo suggested. I made the mistake of looking out the window again. We were at airplane height now. So high the sky was starting to look black. Uh, Apollo said, and I got the feeling he was forcing himself to sound calm. Uh, a little lower, sweetheart. Cape Cod is freezing over. Talia tilted the wheel. Her face was chalk white. Her forehead beaded with sweat. Something was definitely wrong. I'd never seen her like this. The bus pitched down and somebody screamed. Maybe it was me. <clears throat> now we were heading straight towards the Atlantic Ocean at a thousand miles an hour. The New England coastline off to our right, And it was getting hot in the bus. Paulo had been thrown somewhere in the back of the bus, but he started climbing up towards the row of seats. Take the wheel, Grover begged him. No worries, Paulo said. He looked plenty worried. "Uh, She just has to learn to... Whoa! I saw what he was seeing. Down below us was a little snow-covered New England town. At least it used to be snow-covered. As I watched, the snow melted off the trees, the roofs, and the lawns. The white steeple in a church turned brown and started to smolder. Little plumes of smoke, like birthday candles, were popping up all over town. Trees and rooftops were catching on fire. "'Pull up!' I yelled. Oh, There was a wild light in Talia's eyes. She yanked back on the wheel, and I held on this time. As we zoomed up, I could see through the black window that the fires in the town were being snuffed out by the sudden blast of cold. "'There!' Apollo pointed. "'Long Island, dead ahead! Let's slow down, dear!' "'Dead is only an expression!' Talia was thundering towards the coastline of the northern Long Island. There was Camp Half-Blood, the volley, the woods, the beach. I could see the dining pavilion and cabins in the amphitheater!' I am under control, Talia muttered. I am under control. We were only a few hundred yards away now. Break, Apollo said. I can do this. Break! Talia slammed her foot on the brake and the sun bus pitched forward at a 45 degree angle, slamming into the Camp Half-Blood Canoe Lake with a huge goosh. Steam billowed up, sending several frightened naiads scrambling out of the water with half-woven wicker baskets. The bus bobbed to the surface, along with a couple of capsized, half-melted canoes. Well, Paula said with a brave smile, you were right, my dear. You had everything under control. Let's go see if we pulled anyone important, shall we?